We live in a world of misinformation. And, you know, maybe you could even attribute it back to, you know, kids say the darndest things, you know. That, remember that TV show back in the day where the kids would just say the craziest things and be like, oh, that's so funny, they're so cute and whatnot. Well, over the years, that, you know, cute things that sometimes people can say turns into like a little bit of misinformation. It's not exactly accurate. It's partly true, but it's not exactly accurate. And we live in that world today and we have to really discern what's true, what's really accurate, and what's not true. And so today we're going to talk about some of the things that are said about the Bible, where it's like, oh, this was said in the Bible, but it's actually not really said in the Bible. And so we're going to hit on about three of those today, and we're going to talk about what we can do with that kind of misinformation about the Bible and how we can kind of combat that in a really good and positive way. By the way, my name is Tom Pounder. I'm the online campus pastor here at New Life Christian Church. And again, we live in a world of misinformation, and people often say I really believe very meaningful things and very well-intentioned things about what the Bible says, but that's not really found in the Bible. And so you may have heard some of these before, and there are ones I'm going to hit on that you may not have heard of before. But I want to talk about, again, what those are and what the truth of them are behind them, but then also how we can combat that today. So the first one that I want to talk about is how it says that money is the root of all evil. Well, is money the root of all evil? What does the Bible say about that? Because people often will say, Bible, the Bible says money is the root of all evil. Well, let's look at it right now. 1 Timothy 6.10. It says this, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Okay, let's look at that again. People will say the Bible says money is the root of all evils. Well, what does Paul say in First Timothy six ten? For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For the love of money, okay. So money is not bad. Money is not necessarily bad. I mean, can it be bad? Yes, but money is not necessarily bad because with money we can actually do a lot of good stuff around the world. We can do a lot of good stuff in your community, but around the world, in order to get some of that stuff done, what do you have to have? You have to have money. And so having money and money is not the root of evil because you're actually doing good. But it's when you put your passion, your hope, your love of that money, that is when it can become bad. When you say, what should I do here? Am I going to chase the money? You hear that phrase, chase the money? Or are you going to chase your passion, chase what God is calling you to do? When we decide to chase the money just for the money, that can lead, for the love of money, can lead to that. All kinds of evil can lead to that. And it can lead for you to compromise your faith in who you really are. So again, money is not necessarily bad, but when you, we put our hopes, our passions, our dreams behind chasing that money rather than chasing God and being obedient to him, that's when it can become dangerous. The second one is God works in mysterious ways. And I think, honestly, if we, if we really think about it, God does work in mysterious ways because it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond ways. Because like I love how Brett likes to talk about how God is working in the upper story. We live here in the lower story. And what God is doing up here in the upper story, we can't see all the time. So it is kind of mysterious because then what we experience is God's goodness, God's glory, God's truth. It, it comes down upon us, but we don't understand how God's doing it. So it is very mysterious. But it never says in the Bible that 
um, God works in mysterious ways. In fact, the closest thing that we can get to that is found in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. It goes like this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. Remember, upper story. He's talking about it, right? Um, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, again, God's ways are not our ways. And that's where it's kind of a little bit mysterious. But, again, that's that's the closest thing we get to God's work in, in mystery. God's working in this upper story level, which is so cool. But we're living in this lower story. And it sounds mysterious. But, again, I think the closest thing that we can say about what the Bible says is that God's ways are not our ways. The way that God works, the way that God operates, is not the way that we would operate. And so we have to trust and rely on him and seek his truth. And so that's the second thing. The last one I hit, want to hit on is this phrase, God will not give you more than what you can handle. And again, while I think it's very well-intentioned, it's not exactly truthful because the reality is we often experience a lot of things that we cannot handle. Like it's just so much in this world. We just get hit upon thing after thing after thing. And we, we really can't handle it. I mean, again, even if you look at the story of Job, while Job did persevere and get through, it was a lot to handle. And I would say, I mean, what kind of craziness did Job have to experience that it would not be all that stuff that combined in him would not be more than he could handle? That is a lot to go through, all the stuff that Job went through. And the same thing with us. We go through a lot of different things, and it's a lot for us to handle. But I think what they're referring to when they, people say that is found in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says this, No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But the temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. Again, it's talking about temptation, not necessarily our circumstances. That no temptation has seized you. Because the reality is that we are often tempted by Satan to disobey God. But God gives us a way out. There's always a way around the temptation when we seek and fix our eyes on Jesus and fix our eyes on God. So, again, it's talking about not circumstances, but temptation. Again, three very well-intentioned things. Again, they're used to encourage people, but they're not actually the truth of what is found in Scripture. So what do you do when you encounter this? How do you know what's accurate and what's not accurate? Well, I'm going to give you a very simple thing to do, and I'm going to give you a challenge. Because the reality is, you want to know what's true and accurate in the Bible? you got to read the Bible. I mean, it's that simple. you got to know the Bible in order to understand what when people use it as misinformation, positively or negatively. So, again, you have to read the Bible to know God's truth, God's word, and know God's goodness. And the good news is that we're actually going through a plan right now. We're getting ready to start in that you can read the Bible in a year. If you go to newlife.church/bible2024, there are lots of different options for you. There's a Facebook group option, there's a YouVersion Bible option. Actually, there's a few different YouVersion Bible options. Or if you text the word Bible to 703-454-5990, you will get a daily scripture reading and in all those groups. You'll get a daily scripture reading and you'll be able to walk through the Bible each and every day. 
not just by yourself, but with a group of people so that you can process it together. So I want to encourage you, if you really want to know how to combat the misinformation that's found in the Bible, you got to read the Bible. And so I hope that you join me. I'm going to be in those groups. In fact, I'm going to be in a few different groups, but there's going to be other group leaders as well who are going to be able to help you and encourage you there. So again, go to newlife.church/bible2024 to get all the information there. And if you want to find other Bible reading plans, you might be thinking, oh, I need to try a different plan. Go to newlife.church/bible, and we've got all the different plans that you can choose from, more than just Bible in a year. So go to newlife.church/bible. Again, let's combat the misinformation with God's truth by spending time every single day in the Bible. I know you can do it. Come along with me as I read the Bible in the year this year. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you for your love and for your hope and for your guidance and for your blessings. And I just pray that you would bless us this year as we read your truth and read your word, that you'll be able to help us as we encounter different people trying to tell us different truths and different words of wisdom that either come from you or don't come from you. So Lord, I just pray that you'd be with us today and be with us all throughout the year. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with me, everyone. I hope and pray that you have a blessed rest of your day.